How many times have you given up before you actually saw the prize? A lot of people do. And that's what this whole episode is about. I'm sharing with you my personal transparent failures. I'm sharing with you my personal things that I'm dealing with right now. And I'm still pushing through. I ask you and encourage you to the same thing. What are some of the hidden gifts that you get out of what you're doing? I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Then I met my boy, David E. Simons. Yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. Discover my gift, yeah, yeah. But David E. Simons. Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons, the mediapreneur. I am excited to be on today's show. It's a solo episode, no no guest, uh, just yourself and myself on this show today. And we're going to talk about something that I believe is so key and so vital to us as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as um, professionals, as people. Um, and that is the power of not quitting, right? So I often have conversations with people, um, especially like couples and counseling and stuff like that. And, and I, what I always share with them, my wife and I've been married for 11 years, almost 11 years this coming May. And, uh, what I often share with people is that the marriages that last long, don't last long because they haven't gone through the same things that the marriages that fail, right? The marriages that last long are those that decide to push through and push past all the challenges of the same things that the people that um, end their relationships or end their marriages uh, because of, right? There are people that go through um, financial hardship and that causes a divorce there are people that go through job losses and the cover ca- causes a divorce there are people that go through the same those same things financial hardship job loss all those things and push through there are people that go through um, um, all kinds of scenarios deaths and traumas and um, car accidents and things of that nature and they push through So what really is the difference? That's what the topic is for today. It's the power of not quitting. That's what separates, uh, I think, from great and good is simply the power of not quitting. And it's very, very evident in business where you see this. You've always you've probably all heard of the story uh, Three Feet from Gold, right? In, In Napoleon Hill's book, They Can Grow Rich. And it's, it's an analogy that comes from a story during the gold rush where this young man who was mining for gold and he was looking for months to try to find gold. And he decided to quit. And he sold all of his equipment and to this junk, junk man. <coughs> Excuse me. Who sought counsel prior, prior to digging 
only to find and that's a key nugget there right he sought counsel um sometimes you just need to seek a little bit more counsel before you quit right find out if you exhausted all your options which i'm saying that there's usually a way to find a way through um and so he sought counsel before he started digging and found out that there could be gold three feet from where the previous miner stopped and he was right that first miner was literally three feet from from gold and striking before he quit how many of us are operating three feet from gold in a relationship three feet from gold in a business that is, doesn't seem to be working right now <clears throat> maybe you might have to make some pivots and some adjustments or three feet from gold in a product idea three feet from gold on a, an invention that you're developing uh three feet from gold from a breakthrough that you've been waiting for in your health and your your um your your marriage whatever it is how many of us quit too soon so my goal on this episode is just to encourage you and inspire you with examples of people that didn't quit including my own um and encourage you to employ the power of not quitting i will say as a caveat there are times where certain things need to need need to quit you need to quit certain things. And I, I believe that God can guide one where they need to quit. Something that they just generally need to quit. And it doesn't mean you quit sometimes on the um, thing. It's just you're quitting that approach and you're trying a new one. Like that brings me to <clears throat> inventors like Albert Einstein. One of the greatest thinkers of our time. And, you know, he didn't speak until... He was about four years old, which is crazy. Um, he failed his entrance exam uh, to the Swiss Federal Polytechnic School. Um, he also um, felt like giving up um, because his father, <coughs> um, his father died, right? And um, he considered his son to be a failure. Um, even after that, Graduating college, uh, he worked as an insurance salesman and then quit at that and failed at that as well. And he became one of the greatest scientists of all time. How's that possible? Well, he just didn't quit. That's it. <clears throat> Another great example. Actually, one of my favorite actresses, if, if I had to, I must say, uh, Taraj P. Henderson. Um, she was rejected from Duke Ellington School of Arts in D.C. Um, so her dreams were crushed to become this amazing actress. Um, but she was motivated um, to continue in her passion. She graduated from college, uh, moved to L.A. as a single mother uh, to turn her dream into reality. So she landed a, a role in the movie you may recognize or may remember uh, John Singleton's Baby Boy. Um, and she, uh, <clears throat> after, you know, despite audition after audition, uh, you know, she had that little role there, uh, three years later is when she earned another film role. So check this, you move to LA, you, you get this goal that you want to achieve. You land that goal <clears throat> and you don't really land that goal because you don't really, um, get to keep it consistent. You get one movie. 
Most people would quit right there. She didn't quit. She kept going. Three years later, she got another uh, lead role and another one. And now we know her to be a, a box office hit in several, several movies, in, 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 um, in, including uh, the movie that she did um, around the, uh, it's the, the name is leaving my head right now, but uh, around um, going, doing calculations and entering space, right? She also had uh, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button uh, as well. She got an Oscar nomination for that. So my encouragement to you is sometimes you just need to keep going, right? You just need to keep pushing past all the, the drama that's coming at you. I'll give you a case in point for myself. <clears throat> um, business hasn't been easy. Life hasn't been easy for me. Um, I grew up in a very strict household. As If you've heard my story, definitely go back. I'm not going to give the full thing right here. I'm just going to give some highlights. Um, I was kind of considered uh, a failure, you know, in many ways. Meaning that, you know, I almost didn't graduate eighth grade. I got expelled from my in my junior year of high school for cracking in the system because I wasn't doing well in English. Changed my grade from a D to a B. Got expelled. Had to go to a different high school my my senior year. Um, uh, after that, I was I was then um, caught up with some experience with the law, and um, was facing a felony uh, for three to six years. Um, at um, um, yeah, I'm just reminiscing right here. Uh, three to three to six years, uh, felony for passing a check. Uh, could have stopped there. Could have quit there. Um, miraculously got into college. Uh, changed my major from engineering to digital media. Um, left the left California, moved to the to New Jersey, and worked there for about four and a half years. Was let go and fired from my dream job. So that's my dream job building my business almost went out of business that second year or first it was first year or second year <clears throat> nearly went out of business um and uh, because of all these payments owed and things needed um and i'm just telling you like i could i could give you a story i could spend this whole pocket but i'm not gonna do that going after failure after failure <laughs> opportunity to quit after opportunity to quit you know there was a time where i was just like i need to go get a job my wife is like nope you're gonna stick it out this is your dream thank god for my wife thank god for supportive people in your life right but my point to you is in saying all this is um, and I'm, I'm i'm fast forward right let me fast forward to today right we're still growing got a growing team and um we you know, with growing team comes growing expenses, right? So you got you got that over your head, right? Always. Um, recently, um, just as recently as yesterday, um, I have a cousin who I grew up with who's in Ghana. Um, he just he just died from a car accident. Unfortunately, um, it's my buddy, you know, and um, and um, to hear to hear that news. Uh, it's devastating. We're, we're literally the same age. He's got a wife and three kids. He's left behind, right? So dealing with that, dealing with um, business, dealing with challenges, you know, s supporting clients, 
dealing with technology and stuff not acting right um um dealing with um um actually dealing with some legal stuff like it's just it's just so much sometimes and i could easily just throw in the towel and just say forget this forget entrepreneurship let me just go ahead and get myself a nice little cushy social media marketing or management job and i'll be set right or digital director or some some platform and don't give me don't don't think i haven't thought about it <laughs> um but uh, but i i understand the power of not quitting as well and i keep things around me uh motivation pause if you must but don't stop right um i keep inspiration around me to remind me that there's power in not quitting okay so back to the stories of others uh let me get into taupe uh, Awatana. You may not know the name, but you definitely know his product. He's the CEO and founder of Calendly, a simple and beautiful scheduling tool that helps you to schedule meetings. If you haven't, check him out. He's from uh, Nigeria. He grew up in Nigeria and moved to the U.S. when he was a teenager. Um, and he spent his first years working in sales, but he wanted to become an entrepreneur. So what he first did was he built a dating site. <laughs> uh called i think it was called plenty of fish like fish in the sea and he realized that he didn't have the schools and skills and resources so he never got to launch that business his next startup was an e-commerce uh selling projectors and didn't sell that many and the margins were terrible so he had no interest in doing the projector thing so cut that out the third startup was selling site grills and he found himself dealing with the same problems and just had no passion for the business and then he just focused on other ways to to make money and just uh he just found that he wasn't going to succeed unless he found something that he was passionate about solving. So passion is key. I, I heard heard Tim Tebow say this, that the real definition of passion is asking yourself, what are you willing to suffer for? A lot of people look at the beautiful side of passion, but they don't look at the other side of passion, which is what are you willing to suffer for? So, you know, in his case, Tope found that creating this Calendly scheduling tool was something he was willing to suffer for. Um, and today that company does $30 million. So an annual revenue doesn't hurt, right? Um, I can go from, from, uh, from him to Robert K, K, Robert T. Kiyosaki. You're familiar with the book, Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, people don't realize he didn't actually have that book happen. Even though he wrote that book, do you know he went through so much failure to even get to that point of that book? And he was 50 years old at that time. Um, and when he in prior to that, he had a lot of failure. At age 33, um, his first company went bankrupt. His next company, three years later, also went bankrupt. And it, but he never gave up. He just kept trying until he succeeded. How many times have you given up before you actually saw the prize? A lot of people do, and that's what this whole episode is about. I'm sharing with you my personal, transparent failures. I'm sharing with you my personal things that I'm dealing with right now, and I'm still pushing through and I'm encouraging you. I believe like I, I remember listening to Nas and he said, you know, um, he records his music in the moment. And I, I believe in the power of that. I'm recording this in the moment, not 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 uh, when uh, um, things are all great. I'm recording this when things are not all great and I'm encouraging you to be authentic and real too now i want to give you another story but i 
a, a lady, Sarah, Sarah Blakely, if you're, if you're not familiar with, uh, Sarah Blakely's story, uh, she was encouraged to take risk from a young age. Um, her dad would invite her and her brother to share their failures at the dinner table. I promise this is what me and Abigail and my wife are going to do with our kids uh, as that time comes. Instead of being disappointed, he would he would celebrate their efforts and what they just imagine coming to the dinner table. What did you what did you fail today at? And so um, it, she said that, that what that did was reframe her definition of failure and 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 putting that tradition made her feel like failure became not trying uh, versus the outcome. Most people don't see failure that way. They see it as, oh, I, I didn't do well. I suck. Right. No, she saw it as failure is not trying. Um, and her dad would encourage her uh, that anytime something didn't go her way um, that she expected it to, that she was supposed to write down what were the hidden gifts in that and that she got out of it. I ask you and encourage you to the same thing. What are some of the hidden gifts that you get out of what you're doing? So um, I realized that the quote I live by, um, the biggest risk in life you can take is not taking risk, kind of correlates directly with that. Um, and I learned that from Mark Zuckerberg, who stated that, that the biggest risk in life you can take is not taking risk. So that's really the biggest. You put the, the, the take the word out risk, and in the first risk, and you say failure, the biggest failure in life is not taking risk. That that's really what it is. You've got to be a risk taker. You got to take risk. Um, and she started realizing in her case that there was going to be some amazing nuggets she would miss out on if she didn't examine how things were. Um, so a lot of people don't take risks because of the fear of failure. And 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 failure failure is not something you have to to be scared of. She she also um, had no knowledge in the space and built this billion dollar brand. She was selling fax machines and was getting rejected by investor after investor, rejection, rejection after rejection, rejection after rejection. Um, and um, eventually she ended up pitching it to uh, Neiman Marcus and uh, then it took off. But it, it didn't come without. And she also tried to go down the law school route like her father didn't didn't succeed there and still put managed to become successful just like you are. Right. You're still going to be a success um, despite whatever failures you're having right now. So I just I just want you to put that failure and look at it in the way that you should. Uh, what is it? What is it that you're going to extract out of it? That's how you should look at it. Um, Jack Ma, uh, he experienced plenty of failures in his life. Um, he, he wanted to go to college, but he had trouble passing the entrance exam. Um, he scored a one out of one hundred and twenty points on the math portion of the exam. That's pretty bad. Uh, uh, he, he, he tried, he tried and failed again, barely, barely passed on his third attempt, which allowed him to enroll in, in a less than prestigious Institute. Um, upon, upon graduating, he was rejected for over a dozen positions, including a role at KFC. And I'm, we're going to put a pin in that KFC cause then we're going to come back to that where all of the other 24 applications were accepted. Just imagine everybody else is accepted, but you. And then he ultimately got a teaching job at a local university and he discovered the internet in 1995 while visiting his friend uh, in the US and saw an opportunity to bring the World Wide Web to China. And 
he's somebody who barely made it to college, failed at, uh, at everything he had done, and his only real job was an English teacher and translator. And he knew nothing about computers or email or internet. Yet his first uh, reaction upon seeing the internet and, and saw it was like, hey, I can add value to this. And he built Alibaba from scratch. If you don't know what Alibaba, go ahead and look it up. <laughs> one, of the, one of the multi, multi-billion dollar company, all kinds of products all over the world. A lot of people use Alibaba. Uh, he's one of the richest men in the world. And he could have quit easily uh, many times, but he didn't. And that brings me to our last story for today, um, which is the great Colonel Sanders. If you're familiar or you haven't heard, uh, Colonel Sanders story uh, is just the ultimate, ultimate example of the power of not quitting. Um, he was born in 1890. Uh, he, when he was six years old, his father passed away, leaving him leaving Sanders to cook, to cook and care for his siblings. So watch that. Put a pin in that because this is where the gift part comes in, right? His gift uh, actually came in a really tough season by his father passing away. And now he's cooking and caring for his siblings. So his gift was unlocked um, in that experience, believe it or not. Of course, things don't always turn out initially. Even if you know your gift doesn't mean you know how to turn it into something right away. So seventh grade, he dropped out of school, left home to go work as a farmhand. Uh, and and then from there at 16, he he faked his age to enlist in the U.S. Army. And after being honorably discharged a year later, he got hired by the railway as a laborer. He got fired for fighting with a co-worker. Then while he worked for the railway, he studied law until he ruined his legal career by getting into another fight. So you can see brother had some some issues, right? Sanders was forced to move back in with his mom and get a job selling life insurance. Guess what? He got fired for insubordination. He had that entrepreneur mindset. I can't, he couldn't be managed. I think that's what it was. Um, but he never gave up. So in 1920, he founded a ferry boat company. Um, he tried cashing in on the ferry boat business to create a lamp manufacturing company only to find out that another company already sold a better version of his lamp. He just couldn't catch a break. And it wasn't until 40 that he began, uh, selling chicken dishes. We didn't even get to, into other aspects of his life, his, his relationship and some of the things that were happening there and, uh, divorce and all kinds of stuff that was like, this is just one side, one track of what he's, what he's gone through. Um, but as he began to advertise this, his food, he had an argument with a competitor, uh, which ended in, resulted in a deadly shootout. Oh, golly, it's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, isn't it, in his life, right? That went on in his life. Four years later, he, he bought a motel, which burned to the ground with his restaurant. Ugh. So you build this up, and then this is what happens. But he was so determined, he rebuilt and ran a new motel until... World War II forced him to close it down. So you you got this thing destroyed and then you build it back up and then it gets destroyed again. Following the war, he tried to franchise his restaurant. His recipe, check this, his recipe was rejected a whopping 1,009 times before anyone accepted it. 1,009. How many times have you gone to bat for your business? A th have you gone to bat a 1,009 times before quitting? 
How many, how many, how many ventures do you have that you'll go a thousand and nine times for it? Books, courses, coaching programs, um, uh, businesses, ventures, ideas, looking for venture capital. So then finally his secret recipe, which is coined Kentucky fried chicken became a hit and the booming restaurant was crippled. Now check it out. It became a hit and then the interstate opened nearby. So Sanders sold it and pursued his dream of spreading KFC franchises and hiring KFC workers. After years of failures and misfortunes, Sanders finally hit it big. Um, and guess where he was at in age? He was he was right around 77 at this time. Uh, KFC expounded internationally and he sold the company for $2 million and it'd be about $15.3 million today. Even today, Sanders remains central in the branding and his face is still in the logo, his goatee, all that stuff, right? At age 90, he passed away from pneumonia. Um, and at that time, there were 6,000 KFC locations in 48 countries. Now, today, I mean, it's over 20,000 and over 118 countries. So I just want you to know that if you're feeling overwhelmed by rejection or discouragement or setbacks or remember the story of Colonel Sanders, remember, remember the story of of Jack Ma. Remember the story of Sarah Blakely and Robert T. T. Kiyosaki and and Tope Awatana from Cali and Taraj P. Henderson and Albert Einstein, Albert Einstein and myself. And remember that there's power in not quitting. Remember the power of not quitting and apply it to your life. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. I searched all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear listener, I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called the Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into. It includes beautiful beats and amazing spoken word over it, and I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S, dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network. <laughs>